All right, what's up, everybody? I want to welcome everybody back to the Schoolhouse Scallywags podcast, the Extra Point Edition. Uh, we got Landon here for we're going to break down and, and look at some of the Week 10 picks from last week, and then we're going to break down some of the Week 11 games. Uh, before I do that, though, I want to give a, um, a shout-out to Doug Adams, and he created a uh, website called it's volunteerlegacy.com, and it's got all types of records. Uh, for Andrew Jackson football, and he's working on doing um, records for all Andrew Jackson athletics uh, from the history of the school. So if you get a chance, check that out, especially if you're AJ alumni or got kids go to AJ or whatever. Check it out. It's volunteerlegacy.com. It's really cool. They got all the records, a lot of all-time teams. Uh, as you look back through it, you can kind of reflect on some of those teams and think about um, you know, remembering some of those teams if you were on some of them. And it's a really cool site. So. Uh, if you get a chance, just check that out. All right, Landon, what's up, man? You had a good week so this week, or pretty what's good. Going on with you? Feels good to kick Florida's tail. Yeah, come back to yeah. school this week. Got a big Georgia. Got a big win, and we'll talk about that one. Um, <clears throat> we're gonna go through the picks from last week. Uh, I went seven and one. I missed Florida and Georgia. I took. I remember I said I thought Georgia would win, but I thought it's gonna be a three-point game because Georgia was favored by six and a half, and Georgia ended up beating them by seven. So you got that one right. I missed that one. And then you were six and two. You missed Auburn Ole Miss, which was kind of a shocker. That was the one I just said I was going to go opposite of you on. And then you missed uh, Vandy and South Carolina. South Carolina ended up covering. Uh, they won by 17. Uh, so that was our record. I'm seven to one. You six and two. So we'll kind of keep up with it as we go. Um, some of these games, you know, the Auburn Ole Miss game was kind of a shocker with being as close as it was 2014. Ole Miss is a lower lower-end SEC team, but that's the thing about we always talk about in the SEC, those lower teams can show up and beat you even if you don't come and play your game. Did you watch any of that game or no? Nah, I just seen a couple highlights. Uh, yeah. Ole Miss took Auburn out to the wire. Yeah, I did. Auburn I, I was the same way. And um, I'm going to pull up the box score right here for Auburn game, and we'll, we'll take a look at it real quick. And uh, – So Bo Nix threw for 340 on them, which is, I mean, that's great stats-wise. Uh, they're missing their, they were missing their starting running back Whitlow, uh, so they're rushing. They didn't have a rusher over 100 yards. They had one guy had 93. DJ Williams had 93 yards and a touchdown, uh, but his long run was only nine yards. So they, I guess, they struggled running the ball a little bit. Um, far as Ole Miss, uh, they only had 99 team passing yards but they had 160 rushing yards, so they kind of kept it close playing defense and kind of holding Auburn to um, not scoring like they are used to scoring. Uh, so that was a shocker. And then other than that, the only other one that was Notre Dame and Virginia Tech, it was ended up being a one-point game. Notre Dame was favored by like uh, 17 and a half points, and Notre Dame ended up only winning by one. I thought Virginia Tech was going to pull that one off. Did you get to see any of the highlights or watch any I of that just, one? I just think Ian Book took it in with 20 seconds left on a yeah, sneak. Yeah. They scored on the last, you know, the last part of the game under a minute, and they ended up winning. Uh, Ian Book threw for 336 and two touchdowns. So he had a pretty good day. Uh, most time you see people throw for 300-plus 300, 300 in college. They're going to score more than 21 points, and then, you know, they had to score that one with the last – in the last seconds, uh, but he did have two picks, so I think that that kind of played a role in it. You can't turn the ball over a whole lot and expect to win. So they snuck out of there with a victory. 
like I said, I got a lot of respect for Notre Dame uh, from the way they play Georgia. So that's all, always how kind of I base stuff on. If you can go into certain places and play tough, then I can I can give you a little respect. Um, other than that, South Carolina and Vandy went about like how I thought. I thought it would be close to start with, and then South Carolina kind of pulled away from them. Uh, did you watch any of that one? Nah, I, I just seen uh, just clips of it. it yeah, was, you went to Top Golf Saturday, yeah, so you didn't get yeah, to watch a whole lot get, of the night. Watch most of it. Yeah, so it was uh, it, it was a weird game. South Carolina turned it over a few times, and they didn't play very well on offense. Defense gave up like 100 yards in the first quarter, and then they kind of like locked it up the rest of the game. So it was a it was a win. We'll put it that way. It was a win. So. But we'll get to the main game we want to talk about from last week, which was Florida and Georgia. So I know you watched, and it was the the game of the week. You know that was the big matchup for last week. So what? Just give us your takeaways from that game. I think the return of Lawrence Cager was key for Georgia's <clears throat> offense. Yep. To get Jake Fromm back on the right track, he been a couple of Georgia, a couple of Georgia fans been doubting him lately about his passing game because it's been off a little right. bit. Right. But. Uh, he bounced back good. Had 300 or about two. He had high 200s, around 300 yards passing. Yeah, passing. Jake Jake Fromm had uh, 279, so about 280 yards passing. Um, two touchdowns, no picks. Uh, 20 out of 30. So his QBR was 91.9, which is which is really good. Uh, Rush and rise. Swift had. 25 carries for 86 yards, which is not it's, great, yeah, but he still us, averaged over three yards a carry. Yeah, so. You look at Zaniga and Grenard, they, they come out giving defense, the Florida's defense line a spark. They, yep. they, uh, they had to rely on Jake Fromm's passing. If Jake Fromm wasn't passing the ball, Florida would blow yeah. us out. Yeah, uh, and, and if you look down the rushing list for, for Georgia, Swift had excuse me, 86 yards on 25 carries. Harrion had uh, seven carries for 13 yards, and he was the next highest rusher. And then after Harrion, um, Fromm had three rushes for 12 yards. Uh, James Cook had one rush for two, uh, six yards, and then Zamir White had one rush for two. What was the? What do you think was the reason Cook and Zamir White didn't get as many carries? Or I think they they rode Swift with experience. I yeah, think he's got he's the most experienced out of the backs. Yeah, and uh, they leaned. I think they seen Fromm was hitting his passes, so uh, Fromm wanted to air it out. They just let Fromm hit his receivers. Yeah, and like you said, Lawrence Cager, he's a big target, and I think getting him back gave Fromm a go-to receiver. Uh, so it's like those other guys can kind of play around Cager, let Cager be the go-to guy, and then the other guys kind of, you know, get a catch here or there, and, and that opens things up for those other guys. Uh, Cager had seven catches for 132 yards and a touchdown. Um, Harrion had four catches for 46 yards. That's big for a back. That's pretty solid for a running Harry back. Harrion had one catch that you wouldn't see most receivers make on, on the NFL it was on the, level. It was up the sideline. I remember seeing that. Yeah, he dove, dove, right? One hand, Bobbitt yep. snagged that yep. one hand. Yeah, it was like an 18-yard. It was an 18-yard catch, I believe. But, yeah, I remember seeing that play. Uh, Eli Wolf, the tight end, had two catches for 26. One key at the end of the game, a key catch. Yeah, and see – there's several receivers on here that they got one or two catches, but their long is 24. The uh, Swift had a catch for 24 yards. Wolf had a catch for 22 yards. Uh, so those are big plays in the game. Even though they only caught one ball, the one ball was a big play. Good, good thing about Georgia's defense is uh, 
they were about like four of P. Ryan wasn't running the ball on Georgia's defense. Yeah, P. Ryan, he, he has – or Florida in general hadn't had a great year rushing the ball. They've been uh, they've been really a passing team with Trask coming in because uh, I think quarter, Florida was a lot of based off of, like, quarterback runs. So, with Franks in there, they, they called a lot of quarterback design runs and they were more involved in the run game. And then when, when Felipe Franks went out, I think Trask, they started to call more uh, – they started to call more pass plays than than they did when he was in there, so we'll see uh, we'll see how Florida does for the rest of the year. Um, but uh, like you were saying about Florida, also those those two those two linemen coming back were huge. Uh, you give them those two ends, and then with those two linebackers running free in the back end, I mean they're that's a that's a really good four out of the front seven. Uh, so, so I was I was interested to see how they would play against Georgia, and, and it was it lived up to the game. Um, Georgia and Florida, you know, it's always going to be a big game, but this this one was a top five matchup, and it, it lived up to the hype. So, I uh, I enjoy watching it. I always love watching SEC football, and uh, I feel like Georgia was the better team, though. I mean, you yeah, know I what I mean. Yeah, I think so. I think everybody they don't play right, they're going to lose. So that's Georgia's one loss. Yep. they weren't ready to go. Yep, and. Uh, Looking at Florida, um, they did get Kadarius Tony back, but I don't really know how much he played. Did he play in the whole game? I don't even see him. They played him. They played him. He had a. I remember early he had a um, like a speed sweep or a jet sweep, and uh, it was a rush. I know Swain. They Swain. He was doing yeah, pretty Swain good. Swain had 91 yards. He had eight catches. And they hit old Kyle Pitts. Old tight yeah, end. Yeah, the tight end. He's probably one of the better tight ends in the country. Um, so they, I mean, they got some weapons. Other, but I think Kadarius Tony is, is the most athletic, though, or the best one they got. So I thought, you know, with him coming back, you don't really know how he's going to play because he hadn't been there. Uh, but I mean, it, he he's there to me. He's their playmaker on offense, and not having him for the for the most of the year, and them still being able to kind of, you know, make stuff happen and score some points, that says a lot about their coaching staff and then their other players also. Um, Looking at the defensive side, we're talking about uh, Grenard, Jonathan Grenard. He was the leading tackler for Georgia. He had nine tackles. Um, and then David Reese had six tackles. Let's see who else is on the list. I don't see Zaniga on here. He only had two tackles, but he had one and a half uh, tackle for loss. Um, and then also, Georgia gave up no sacks to Florida. So, you know, Georgia's offensive line got a lot of – a lot of uh, – Hype coming into the year, well deserved. That big, yeah. physical, athletic group. So uh, that's big for them not giving up a sack. Fromm's pretty much sitting back there, could could kind of make his reads and do what he want to. So that was good. And uh, I thought, like I said, this was a good good conference game, good hard fought game. SEC football, you know, everybody's got to bring their bring their A game if you want to win. And 24-17, it was it was a good game. So. Uh, any other takeaways before we move on to next week's pick or this week's pick? That's all I got on that game. We won. I yep. got what you have to say. That's right. Georgia's got a few few big ones coming up, but we'll talk about them when we get there. All right, so we might have us a um, – we got ten games this week for week 11. There's some good football going on this week. 
Uh, is there any games that that you that stuck out to you other than I know obviously the big one is Alabama and LSU. Any other ones? I think Penn State Minnesota might give us a good game. Penn State, yeah, I thought the same thing with PJ Fleck. That being his first kind of like big time game, and he's undefeated. Penn State's undefeated. That's gonna be a good one, a fun one to keep up with, um, and watch. So I, I'm like you. I, I thought that was a that was one that I was gonna really pay attention to, and then also to Georgia Missouri. Um, with Missouri kind of being hot and cold, Missouri's defense has got some talent. Kelly Bryant is, is a talented guy, um, and and we'll see how that goes. Is Kelly Bryant is he back from injury? Or is he is he going? Is he? They saying he's going to play, but he's kind of banged up. They yeah, said. I know he's banged up. They thought that originally his injury was going to be worse uh, than it was when it, when it first happened. It looked bad, and uh, everybody kind of thought that he might be out for the year, but. He hadn't had as good of a year as we thought that he could have uh, offensively. So, But Missouri's defense is going to lock up and play man-to-man, and they're going to send pressure. So it'll be interesting to see Georgia's line against that that defense because Missouri's defense is solid. So we'll get to uh, the team. We'll talk about the 10 games a little bit and then do our picks, and then we'll uh, let that be it for this week. So let's see. Connor, you going to be a guest picker? Let's go. You going to be a guest picker? Oh, you backing out on us. Okay, he's backing out. Well, you'll have that on them big jobs. But, uh, oh, Caroline's going to be guest picker. Okay, let's go. Come on, Caroline. Caroline's going to come on and be guest picker. Caroline Wren's going to be the guest picker for this week, and she's going to uh, join the fun. So let me get her mic set up here. Uh, You can sit it down. Actually, hold on. You might have to share with Landon because this one—it's not gonna let me add. So just slide over, Landon. Both of y'all can talk in the same way. All right. So we're gonna go through. I got ten games, so I'm gonna explain how Caroline how this works. All right. So you know what the point spread is. You you heard the yeah. point spread. So like for example, the first game is Penn State at Minnesota. All right. Penn State's favored by six and a half points. So that means you can if you pick Minnesota. You got six and a half points already on the board. So, Penn State for you to win the bet or for you to win the pick, Penn State has to win by a touchdown. Mm-hmm. So if you pick Minnesota, even if they lose by three, you still win the pick. Okay. So that's how the spread works. All right. All right. So what we're gonna do? We're gonna go down the list. We'll talk about um, talk about the game a little bit, and then we'll get everybody's pick, and then we'll keep up with whoever uh, has the best record for this week. All right, so that is the first game. So Penn State, Minnesota. Midland just touched on a while ago. Both teams undefeated. Minnesota's at home. PJ Flett, there should be a big crowd there. Landon, what you think about that game? Who you picking? Uh, shout out to Coach Walters. I'm going Penn State. Penn State. Coach Walters is a big Penn State fan, so he said he's going with Penn State. All right. Any reason, or you just think they're going to get it done on the road? I just think they can get it done. Get it done. So you taking Penn State by a touchdown or more? All right, Caroline, what you think? Minnesota. Minnesota, she's going against the grain here. Any reason, or are you just th- you just going against Landon? Well, they're at home. They're at home. Okay, that's a good reason, though. Underdog at home, never a bad pick, unless it's just a lopsided game. But they're undefeated, too, so both teams are, are have a good record. I'm going with Penn State. I think they're going to win by a touchdown or more um, at Minnesota. I like Minnesota. I like P.J. Fleck. I like what he's doing, but I think uh, Penn State's got a – Got a solid ball team, I, and I'm hoping they stay undefeated to play Ohio State because that's just what I want to see. 
Um, number two, Vandy at Florida. Uh, I picked this game because it's a large point spread, so it's a little bit tricky. So Florida's at home. They're a 26-point favorite. So, Landon, what you think about that game? I know y'all just played the Gators, so you got a little idea of what they do and how they are. And let's see if you, you think they got to win by uh, 26 points or more. I think if you get beat by a rival, you come back next week furious. So think they're going to kind of take it out on Vandy a little bit? I think Vandy's getting took out on I'm going Florida. You're going Florida. All right. So, Landon's picking Florida. And how it works is if, if it's not a half point, um, Carolina, so if they win by 26, that means they cover. Okay. So, they got to win by 26 or more. All right. All right, who are you going with, Florida or Vandy? You think Florida. Vandy, Florida, you think they're going to win big? All right, I think they're going to win big also. Sometimes on a big game, you can either come off a big loss and just explode and smack people. Or, or you could come off and kind of be like feeling sorry for yourself a little bit, kind of have like a little hangover game. Pull at Georgia in the first half of the Kentucky game. Right, and just not really – not really play, kind of go through the motions, feeling sorry for yourself a little bit. So we'll see how Florida comes out. I don't think they'll do that. I think they got a good team, good coach, and he'll have them ready. All right, next one's K-State at Texas. K-State has already had a huge win this year against um, Oklahoma, and now they go to Texas. Uh, K-State is ranked in the top uh, 25, and then Texas is not ranked. But Texas is still a seven-point touchdown favorite. So you can take Texas – Minus seven, or you take a ranked K-State plus seven. I, I still got respect for Sam Ellinger and the way he played LSU. Okay. So I'm going with Texas. You're going with Texas at home, minus seven. All right. Caroline, what about you? Um, I'll go Texas. Texas minus seven at home. I'm going to go opposite. I'm going to go K-State. I think K-State, a ranked team getting points. I'm going to take a ranked team getting points. So I'm going to take K-State. Uh, they beat Oklahoma, huge win, one of the most shocking victories of the season all year, and uh, I think they can keep it rolling. All right, Caroline, next one, you got to think about your future opponents. So you got Wake Forest at Virginia Tech. So y'all play Wake Forest next week, right? I think so. Next week. So uh, they had a big game last week against NC State. They put up a lot of points. Mm -hmm. I think it was like 44 to 10. Uh, so they're a two-and-a-half point favorite this week. So as long as Wake Forest wins by a field goal, you win the pick. But Virginia Tech also played really good against Notre Dame last week. So they're coming off a couple good games too. So, Landon, what you got, Wake Forest or VT? Uh, I'll take Wake Forest. Wake Forest uh, minus two-and-a-half. Yeah. Okay. Caroline, Wake Forest minus two-and-a-half or Virginia Tech plus two-and-a-half? Uh, probably Wake Wake Forest, minus two and a half. All right, and I like Wake Forest's quarterback, but they did give up 60 points to Louisville, so I'm going with VT. I'm going with VT plus two and a half. I think Bud Foster is a good veteran defensive coordinator, and I think he's going to throw a little loop at the, at, the, at the young quarterback. But Wake Forest does have a good young quarterback, uh, but I don't know how good their defense is going to be able to, you know, how consistent their defense is going to be. So I'll go VT. Uh, Iowa and Wisconsin, this is a good matchup that not a lot of people talk about, especially around here because we're kind of like SEC, ACC people <laughs> down this way. Uh, but this is a really good game. Two ranked teams. Wisconsin had a bad loss against uh, – who did they lose to? Uh, Illinois. Illinois. They had a bad loss to Illinois, so a lot of people kind of wrote them off. They're a nine-point favorite, so they got to win by nine or more for them to cover. So you're going Wisconsin or Iowa. Landon, what you think? 
I'm going with Iowa just because of the spread. I think. Uh, you think Wisconsin still going to win, or? I think. Uh, I think Wisconsin's going to win, but it's going to be. It's going to be close. By three points. Yeah, I, I can see what you go on that. You, you taking so you think you think Wisconsin's going to win, but it's going to be less than nine. Less than nine. All right, what you think, Caroline? Two ranked teams. Um. Wisconsin does have a um. A really good running back. I'll go Wisconsin. You going Wisconsin uh, minus nine? All right. And I'm with. I think I'm all. Man, I don't know. I'm kind of torn on this one because part of me thinks Wisconsin's going to win, or win. By nine or more, but part of it don't. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take Wisconsin too, because I think Jonathan Taylor's a um, really good back. He's hard to stop, even though Iowa plays good defense. But I think Wisconsin they slipped up once. I don't know if they'll slip up anymore. All right, my man Lando's team, Missouri at Georgia. Georgia's a 16 and a half point favorite, so they got to win by 17 or more. Missouri just—they might as well just stay on the bus. I'm going, <laughs> I'm going dogs. You going the with the dogs, huh? All right, Landon's going with the dogs. All right, Caroline. Me too. You going with the dogs? I'm going with the Missouri. <laughs> I think Georgia's gonna win, but I don't. I think they win by like 14. I don't know if they cover 17. Stover's got to be Stover. That's oh, I got. Hey, hey, listen, Missouri's defense is solid. I'm telling you. Now they ain't gonna score a whole lot. <laughs> Their defense is solid, so I'm taking Missouri. All right, Clemson at NC State. So, this game's not going to be close, but the point spread is so high, that's why I put it on there. So, Clemson's favored by 32 and a half at NC State. So, they're a road team favored by 30-plus points in conference. I still say Clemson. Clint, you think they've been by 32 yeah, or more? Yeah, I think Clemson gets it. All right, Caroline, what do you think? You think you win by 30? They got to win by 33. Yeah. And I'm going with Clemson, too, because I think North Carolina State's pretty bad. And then they're, like, they got a lot of uh, – Injuries, too. North Carolina State's got a lot of injuries, especially on defense. So, they're not going to be able to stop Clemson. The Clemson's going to be pretty, pretty much do what they want to. Um, all right, the big one, LSU at Bama. And then when I looked at this spread, that kind of shocked me a little bit. It's at Bama, and I figured that would make them like a three-point favorite. But they're a six-point favorite. So, Bama is a six-point favorite. So, you want LSU plus six or Bama minus six. So, you want I've been going back and forth all week with this game. Me too. I've, I've been, been thinking about it too. I've encountered some uh, Bama fans. <laughs> very aggravated. So you pick it with your heart. LSU, they've been playing tough. Forget about Roll Tide. Hold the Tiger. <laughs> LSU. Uh, hold the Tiger, huh? All right, he's going LSU plus six. Now, that's a good pick, though, either way. Because, I mean, LSU getting points. Uh, I, I feel like it's an even matchup anyway. And then with them getting points, I, I don't blame you for picking that at all. All right, Caroline. Um, LSU or Bama? Bama minus six. I don't know. Uh, it's tough. Yeah. Uh, it's and at Bama. It's at Bama, but they got uh, Smith, which is one of their receivers, and then Tua has not played. He's coming off an injury, too. So you don't know how that's going to work out. Yeah. Let me go LSU. You going LSU, too? All right, so here's what here's my thoughts on it, all right? I think if two is healthy, I think the Alabama wins by 10 to 14. But I think with him not them being him being a question mark and them not having hurts to save them, yeah. I don't really know how that's going to 
how it's going to work. And I think that Alabama's defense is not what it used to be, not what it was last year. They've had a lot of injuries. They've had their leader on defense got hurt before the season even started. He was out for the year, Dylan Moses. Um, so I'm going to go with LSU also. Um, plus six. So we'll see. Um, we'll see how that one plays out. I'm really interested to watch this game. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. And you got anything else you want to add about that game, Land? Just tell them hold the tiger. <laughs> That's it, huh? <laughs> you you a big Burrow fan though, so you want to see them do good. Yeah. But you like Tua too, so I'm surprised. Yeah, I, like both, I like both of them, but the Bama fans they just aggravating, aggravating. You don't I like them. Their size. There ain't a whole lot of them around here though. Nah. There's a few, but not too many. All right, uh, ninth pick is App State at South Carolina. South Carolina's only a six-point favorite. App State was in the top 20, and then they um, lost to Georgia Southern last week on Thursday night. So, who you got? This is for my man, Coach Dover. Oh, man, you taking – I'll them game, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> South Carolina. All right, you taking us. Uh, we got to win by six. So, uh, what do you think, Carolina? I'm going App State. App State, you think they're going to win, or you think we just win by like three or something? Uh, I'd like to see them win. Well, we know what you'd like to see, but you got. I'd like to see NC State win, but they ain't gonna win. <laughs> so yeah, you think, um, you I think, think it'll be a close game, though. Oh yeah, it'll be a close game. Maybe, be, maybe three. Ooh, I got cocked by ninety. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're right. I hope you're right. I'm going with South Carolina too. I think we're gonna take care of bits at home by a touchdown or two. I think we at least win by seven, hopefully. So we'll see how that one goes. Uh, interesting that uh, this is the week we're supposed to have like a one of those kind of cupcake games where you just basically show up and get a win. So we schedule App State, and then they're here they are ranked in the top 20. But that's how stuff goes for us. So I ain't going to uh, harp on that. It is what it is. All right, then the last one, I think this is the lock of the week, and I ain't going to tell you which way. I think and lock, lock means it's guaranteed. Like I could, I'm, feel 100% comfortable that whoever I pick is going to win this pick. So Tennessee at Kentucky. Kentucky is the favorite by one point. So who you got landed, and you got to tell me. I think somebody picked that spread in their sleep. <laughs> I'm so going Kentucky. You going Kentucky? I'm going Kentucky. You think Kentucky's going to win? I think I know Kentucky's going to win. Oh man, he thinks Kentucky's going to beat Tennessee. All right, so Landon's got Kentucky minus one. All right, Caroline, who you got? Um. I'm going to go Tennessee. Tennessee plus one. Good pick. Because Tennessee is definitely going to win this game. Landon, you're out of your mind. You, don't right. think you really don't think Tennessee is going to beat Kentucky? I can't stand Kentucky. it. I don't care if Tennessee's playing. Well, besides Clemson. I hate Tennessee. <laughs> I'm, never picking, I'm never picking Tennessee. We have an aggravating – very aggravating Tennessee fan Shout out. school. Shout, Shout out. out to Jake Bone. Jake Bone. I, got <laughs> I will never pick Tennessee. I got Jake in my first block class, and I talked so much trash to him. But I was kind of joking because I really didn't know if we were going to win or not. And as soon as Tennessee beat us a couple weeks ago, I was like, man, I did not want to hear Jake Bone's mouth. And he hadn't wore Tennessee stuff all year long. The next week after they beat us, he, wore a, Tennessee, he wore a Tennessee shirt. Every single day, Monday through Friday. I ain't got nothing to lose with him. I tell him, <laughs> I tell him, Georgia just put them down. Yeah, in so, home turf. Yeah, that you can you can talk a little smack because Georgia took care of them, but I, I'm on the other side. Just of can't talk, <laughs> I just can't talk junk to Coach Dover. I, 
That's yeah, that, that's the crazy thing, though, man. That's crazy. But I mean, obviously, that was a cro- two upset, two top ten or two upsets that were the craziest of the year was us uh, beating South Carolina, beating Georgia, and then Kansas State beating Oklahoma was pretty crazy too. So those were the two upsets of the year. All right, so that's all the picks. Um, and then one thing we're gonna do before we go, uh, we're gonna talk about the playoff ranking and since Caroline's on here she's a Clemson fan that way she'll give us another little perspective of what she thinks about and then I'll tell you what I think so the rankings were Ohio State was one and uh, LSU was two Penn State was no Alabama was three Penn State was four Clemson five Georgia six so Landon what's your thoughts on the first rankings do you think they mean anything and then, how do you feel like they rank the teams? I don't think that I don't think they mean anything. By no means, twenty fourteen Ohio State was sixteen. Yeah. When, when the first rankings come out, but I do. Carolina's gonna hate me for this, but I do think top four teams are up there right now. Based off of what? Based, based off of their schedule, because Ohio State. Ohio based State off of so you saying based off of resume? Based off resume, Penn State beat Michigan. Michigan's a pretty good team um alabama's alabama lsu they've won some they've won some real good ball games but you can't count georgia out either all right here yeah you definitely can't count georgia, but georgia's obviously out because if georgia wins yeah. out there in just like clemson if they went out there in yeah. all right so we're just gonna basically talk about how they rank the teams so supposedly they rank the teams based off of their resume and the eye test. And the eye test is just watching the game, like just watching saying this team is good or this team is better than this team. Just watch it. All right, so the reason that Ohio State was ranked at number one is a lot of because of eye test because they haven't had like a huge, uh, a big marquee win. All right, so in my opinion, if you're going to rank it based off of just your resume, I think it should be LSU one. I think it should be – uh, Ohio State, two, Penn State, three, and Alabama, four. Because you're ranking Alabama over Penn State, but Alabama really hasn't beat uh, – uh, hasn't had a marquee win. Uh, Penn State has beat a ranked Iowa team and a ranked Michigan team. Um, and then if they turn around and beat a ranked Minnesota team, they're definitely going to have a strong case for, um, for being in the top three. But – I just think that that's why people get frustrated because there's not really consistency in how they rank them. So LSU definitely has the should be number one because they had the number one. They got a win over top ten Florida, and they got a win over Texas, over Texas out of conference, and they got a win over Auburn, who's in the top twelve. So all those Auburn's twelve in the playoff ranking, Florida's ten. They got wins against both of those. They got two top twelve wins, and they got an out of conference against Texas. So to me, that's the strongest resume. Uh, period. Um, so I think LSU should definitely be one right now. But like I said, it doesn't really matter uh, because LSU and Bama are going to play this week, so one of them is going to drop out. And then Penn State, Ohio State play eventually, one of them is going to drop out. So, and then Clemson is just being uh, being out because of their they haven't really beaten anybody. People thought that Texas A&M was going to be better than they are. So when Clemson beat them, everybody's like, okay. You know, that's a big win. But then Texas A&M kind of fell off, so it's not. I think what's helping Georgia 
just stay up there. It's because Georgia's they they won some big ball games this year. Yeah, Georgia, Notre Dame, Florida, and then the Florida win definitely. The Notre Dame out of conference and the Florida win is definitely why Georgia is still up there. But to me, you know, if they really want to disrespect Clemson, they could have put them behind a one-loss Georgia because Georgia technically has two wins that are better, but they also have a loss. So I think they did. I I think. It's not – I don't think the rankings are terrible, but I don't really understand why Penn State is not above Alabama if you're not just basing it off of the resume. So, we'll get a um, – we'll get Caroline's perspective. What do you think, Caroline, about the rankings? Um, I don't – I mean, it doesn't really matter at this moment. Yeah, exactly. It don't really matter. It really don't. So, uh, I definitely – I don't know, but I feel like – even though, like, say LSU wins Saturday, are they going to knock Alabama? Yeah, Alabama will drop out if LSU wins Saturday. So, it doesn't really – But what will be interesting is – What if, will happen if, otherwise? If LSU wins, will Bama drop below Georgia? Or will they be in front – will they move Alabama to five, leave Georgia at six, and move Clemson to four? Because that's – one of those things are going to happen. If, if – if Alabama loses and LSU is going to probably jump to one, Ohio State will be two, Penn State will be three if they win. Uh, Clemson will go to four. And then Georgia and Alabama is going to be five and six. So will Alabama will have one loss against a better team than Georgia's loss to, but Alabama still don't really have any wins as good as Georgia's wins. So that will be interesting to me how they do that. Uh, if LSU wins the game. So I, I'm interested to see that. But I've just seen a lot of stuff about people going crazy about these rankings. But it really, like Caroline said, it really don't matter. I mean, it's the first it's the first ranking of the year. There's a lot of games left to be played. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll just see how it plays out. We'll keep our eye on it and talk about it each week. So anybody got anything else to add before we get, get missing? That's it for me. Good. I'm good. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening on uh, this edition of the Extra Point. Oh, wait a minute. We got to do Landon. Landon, at the end of every podcast, like I told uh, them last time, you got to take – or just the first one, you just got to do it one time. If you could go out to dinner with one person, dead or alive, who would it be and why? It could be a celebrity. It could be, uh, you know, any any single person, dead or alive. Could it be an athlete? It could be anybody. Anybody, just somebody that you want to have a, that you would like to go out to dinner, have a conversation with, and just be around for for one time, dead or alive. This is tough. And then you got to tell what restaurant you would you would go to with them too. It's a close three. Okay. It's well, just tell me tell me your number one, and then you can tell me who your honorable mentions were. My number one is is probably. It's probably Jake Fromm. Jake Fromm, man, he is high on your list, huh? That's that's our quarterback. I have much respect for him. But our venue where we're going will be Kershaw's Bojangles. No, oh we my are going God, Kershaw's Bojangles. Kershaw Bojangles. So you gonna mean tell me you could pick one person in one restaurant and you picking Jake Fromm and Kershaw Bojangles. Kershaw Bojangles. What we're going to get chicken a tailgate box. <laughs> what a time. What? All right, well, who is your two honorable mentions? My honorable mentions is the fellow Sarah here at the podcast table with me, 
Dude, no, Coach. you gotta pick somebody else. You well, you're a celebrity in my mind. You're a celebrity in my mind. No, that ain't true. <laughs> we, me, and you can go to lunch anytime. I guess the other honorable mention is who's somebody that you that you don't never heart. I mean, you would really like to meet, go to lunch with, or go to eat dinner with, and just have a conversation. Oh, uh, Mark Rick. Mark Rick. I okay, have, yeah, I know. I know you. Was a I have utmost respect for Mark Rick. Forever. Yeah. He's a really good guy, I think. And uh, he did a lot for Georgia while he was there. A lot of people gave him a lot of crap about how he could never win a championship and all that. But he really kept that program at a 9-10 to win level for a long time, which is pretty impressive. So some teams would kill for 9 or 10 wins. Huh? I got one more. Uh, got one uh, more. I got one more honorable mention. He's local around here. He's not an actual celebrity, but in my mind he is. Who is it? Connor Killo. Oh, man, Connor Killo. I can tell you one thing. You better not be paying for his meal because he's probably going to uh, run the bill up on you. So, you better go ahead and uh, prepare for that. But, yeah, we just want to start it. We're going to do that with everybody we get that's new that comes on. But you're not new, but we had not done it with you before. Just get somebody, everybody to tell who they would go to eat with and where. So, I thought that was something cool that I got from another podcast. Um, all right, we're going to wrap it up then. Thanks, everybody, for listening this edition of The Extra Point. And uh, with Landon Jordan, my man, and uh, we're going to uh, see how these games play out. We'll talk about them next week and see how the, see how the picks go. So, we, also, we got to come up with something that the loser has to do for the winner or for the other two or some, some type of, some type of uh, something, getting something if you win. So, we'll, we'll come up with that and hopefully before next week. So, Landon, appreciate you coming out, buddy. No problem. Uh, have a good Always. weekend and watch some good college football. Also, everybody come out first round of the playoffs tonight. Andrew Jackson High School, we playing against Christ Church uh, in the first round. So, everybody come out and support also. Good with everything good? We good to I'm go? going volunteers. <laughs> All right. Well, y'all have a good one. Appreciate you listening. Oh, wow.